Pan. episode 403 for December 2015, and that is Sin Pabalis, I hope I'm getting his name right, uh, singing a version of Spider-Man. I don't know what he's saying past the word Spider-Man, but it's a catchy little tune, I like it. Before we get on with our spider history, I want to ask for your support of this website and our podcast. Log on to our front page at spidermancrawlspace.com, look for a button on the right-hand side that says support this site via PayPal. You can help us uh, host 400 plus episodes up on our server. All right, last spider history of 2015. Go, JR. Hey, Crawl Spacers, welcome to our December episode. We're headed back to 1974 for this spider history with JR. This is our last spider history of the year, JR. Yes, indeed it is. And uh, boy, you know, it's been a real uh, interesting month because you, re- I, you remember when we did the podcast last month, you know, <laughs> you mean a couple George, minutes ago? George was on the podcast last month. <laughs> he was. But boy, in the intervening 30 days, I swear, I mean, you know, he, he, you know, he, uh, he saved those children from that burning building. When the, he had to do some Christmas when shopping. The pilot, some... When the pilot passed out at that plane, George had to take controls and fly the plane. But then he just kind of overreached when he went to the campus of the University of Missouri and started, you know, saying he was going to beat up some damn dirty hippies, you know, <laughs> and so we couldn't, we couldn't get bailed out in time. So, so that's why he can't, I mean, you know, that's why he can't be on this podcast this month, you know, even though he was on last month's. Exactly. Hey, we record these back to back. Anyway, um, yeah, it's just me and you, last two men standing for Spider History of the Month. And we've got three issues. Uh, the first one we're going to start off with is Amazing Spider-Man number 139 with a cover date of December 1974. Uh, written by Jerry Conway, pencils by Ross Andrew. It's got the Grizzly on the front of the cover, throwing Spider-Man down against some concrete while he's holding J. Jonah Jameson up above his head. It says, quote, your time is up, wall crawler. This is the day of the Grizzly. And uh, Jonah's yelling, get up, man, get up, or he'll kill us both. Warning. Don't sneak a peek at our last page. Appearance of a surprise supervillain is on the cover. Take it away, Jr. What do we got? I'm surprised you aren't asking already. Who's the surprise supervillain? Because no, I'm not. I'm Con- not. I'm not going to look. I'm not going to. I forget who it is. Con- considering that you did it, you know, with the Doc Ock thing, you know, who was the vagrant or whatever, you know. But anyway, <laughs> well, anyway, you know, people, if, if you know, after people are going to get tired of me tanging into personal, uh, per, uh, into personal stories here. But you know, no, you humanize. Since it, I was it, the only one who was like alive during this time, I I was getting ready. I was I was still in the womb. <laughs> I was going to be born in two months, <laughs> December seventy four. So well, George was alive, I think, but uh, yeah. it, uh, but he he was he was yeah. But you were you were still fetal, I think, weren't you? I, I yes, I, two months from now I would have been born. Yeah. So uh, anyway, but I just remember because back then, boys and girls, back in 1974, we didn't know when the comics were coming out. You know, it wasn't like you know we didn't right. we didn't have Diamond, you know, the internet and specialty stores. I'm beginning to sound like an old man, aren't I? I 
Doctor Screw, you know. You you go to the spinner rack and hope Spider Man's well, there. Well, we went to the Thomas newsstand, you know, and it was like, <laughs> you know, I, it was always catch us catch can. I always ran there to see if the latest issue of Spider Man was out, yep. and I just couldn't, you know. But I had heard, you know, from somebody on the school bus that the Jackal was in this one, mm. and I couldn't friggin' wait to get a hold of this one. Because uh, you know, I'd been reading, I'd been reading the letters pages, and I, you know, and also there, there was references to this jackal, you know, that maybe the the, the jackal know who Spider Man was and how what a badass the jackal was. I was like, oh god, this is a great, a great new villain, you know, I've got to have this freaking issue, and I was like, couldn't wait. So anyway, boy, I couldn't wait to get this issue in my hot little hands. Oops, did I give away the surprise supervillain? But anyway, uh, here here I was maybe. blaming Brad, uh, and and I just gave it. <laughs> you a, can't help you. And I just you can't I just help gave yourself. It, just gave it away myself, <laughs> uh, but uh, but no, I I just got you know it was like mom, I got to go to the newsstand. You know, of course, since I was uh, eleven, I couldn't drive yet, uh, and um, so it was like until mom could take. Good luck, me to- with, good luck with that kid. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, but anyway, this is a pretty significant issue in a number of ways. Um, obviously, it's the first you know it's the first Grizzly. The Grizzly's not that famous, but he's kind of infamous. He's isn't he one of the Legion of Losers now or something like that? I think. So and they kind of made him a joke villain, James DeMatteis, at the end of his spec run. Yeah, but uh, the Legion of Losers. Yeah, but the issue starts off with uh, Peter. Uh, Liz is helping Peter. Liz Allen, who is who just came back in issue number one thirty two seven months ago, uh, is helping Peter find an apartment because, as you remember, in issue number one thirty six, Harry blew it up. So Peter yep. had to find another place to live. Issue one thirty eight, Peter was hanging out with Flash and Far Rockaway when the Mind Worm came and took over everybody's minds and stuff. So anyway, so Peter's looking for a new place to live, and Liz, going through the ads, finds him a place in Chelsea, and this is the this this is the apartment that Peter lived in. Until after he married, married uh, after he formally entered his committed after he shacked up yep. with Mary Jane, mm-hmm. uh, and back then, boys and girls, Chelsea was pretty much a sucky hellhole like a lot of the rest of New York. This was this was before gentrification, and uh, so now now is this the apartment of Miss Muggins? Yes, it is. Okay, yes, okay, it got is. It, yeah. But yeah. uh, anyway, so Peter, you know, Peter's reading the ad. Liz is showing him the paper, and Peter says, "Huh, three and a half rooms, one hundred and ten dollars a month. That's about wow. my level, all right." <laughs> in New York City, nonetheless. In New York City, one hundred and ten dollars <laughs> a month in nineteen wow. in nineteen seventy four. Uh, but anyway, so like I said, and I know that the area he's of Chelsea he lived in. I tried to find it, but I didn't have enough time. In one of the over, annuals or oversized issues, it says around where this apartment was. Uh, and uh, but yeah, Chelsea, like a lot of New York City, is 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 not the same New York City uh, that existed in the 1970s. The New York that existed in the 1970s was pretty much a pretty much a pit. Uh, <laughs> and uh, but now it's been now it's changed a lot. But so the, is Chelsea a nice neighborhood in the seventies or no? It was not? a shitty neighborhood in the seventies. Okay. Oh, it was it was yeah. Uh, you know Chelsea, part of the village. I mean. Uh, 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 the Hell's Kitchen. I mean, a lot something of this, a photographer for a newspaper could afford. <laughs> even even Times Square. I mean, Times Square. Yeah. It was the, porn central in the seventies and eight early eighties. Yeah. I mean, there was like I think a between forty. I'd have to because I did a little research on this. I was look. I, I did some work on gentrification. A little research on gentrification in New York, and I think between like forty second and forty seventh avenues, there was like an average of one rape and one murder a day. 
Oh my God! And if, I mean, wow. and if you've been to New York recently, I mean, Forty Second to Forty Seventh Street. I mean, that's the heart of the theater district, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, but no, in the seventies, you know, New York went bankrupt. Uh, yeah. It just was. Or I don't know if it went bankrupt, but it about did. But it it yeah, it was just an absolute pit. So anyway, so Peter's getting a really shitty apartment in a really shitty part of town. But it's but it's it's the apartment he lives in for the next. 15 years, I believe. Anyway, so he walks in and he meets Miss Muggins, who, um, who, uh, let's see here, you know, she, uh, when she, Peter and Liz walk up to the door. And, oh, this is the first Miss Muggins. This is the okay. First Mrs. Muggins, yeah. Nice. Yeah. And, uh, so, so she greets them by peeking her head out the window and going, yeah, what do you want? <laughs> Mrs. Muggins in, in all her glory. So she shows him around and, uh, you know, Peter decides, well, you know, hell, three and a half rooms, one ten a month. I can't pass it up. So, <laughs> so anyway, so Peter goes to the Daily Bugle because uh, remember, you know, back in issue number 136, he stormed out and said he quit uh, because hmm. he uh, wanted to take some kind of leave of absence because he wanted to go look for Harry because Harry was the goblin and blah, blah, blah. And so now he's back, you know, like he usually is crawling to Jonah uh, for money, you know, and uh, <laughs> he meets Robbie and says, hey, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden they hear, you know, thrum, thrum, thump. Bathoom, and and <laughs> you know, then uh, th- this is like the predecessor to Doom, Doom, Doom. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> you know, Throm, Throm, Thump, and Bathoom. You know, but but not shit, pal. Uh, nothing. <laughs> My favorite sound nothing, effect. Nothing ever. is as awesome. Do you remember what story Shit Pal was shit, from? Shit Pal was from the uh, Daredevil Mass Marauder story uh, in Spectacular, <laughs> the, the first Carrion story arc. At uh, I think it was like okay. I, think, I think Frank Miller. Uh, during Frank Miller's, uh, the shit pal, yeah. But yeah, I mean, basically, it was S H T P O W. Uh, when, <laughs> when Daredevil clocked the mass marauder. Uh, <laughs> uh, but anyway, so anyway, thrum, thrum, thump, bathoom, the grizzly, uh, breaks through the elevators, you know, and he's, he's looking for J. Jonah Jameson. He's going to kick J. Jonah Jameson's ass. And he looks cool as penciled by John Ramirez. Well, everybody looks cool as penciled by, oh, no, Gil Kane no, penciled. No, 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 no. Ross Andrew. This is the Ross Andrew era. Oh, I know. I was looking at the cover art on the uh, spiderfan.org. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Gil, Gil Kane did the cover. He just oh, looks like a badass. I see. Yes, he does. Yeah. Yeah. So he's looking He's he's looking for Jonah. Throws Jonah out the window. Uh, Spider-Man saves Jonah and then goes starting to fight goes to fight the Grizzly. Uh, and the Grizzly's um, you know, saying, "Well, you know, I used to be number 1 in this town till Jameson destroyed me, but now I'm number 1 again thanks to a friend of mine." <laughs> so who's he referencing? Well, it's the surprise supervillain. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so the Grizzly gets, you know, they have this big fight. The Grizzly gets away, but Spider-Man throws a tracer on his back. Well, so so Spider-Man swings into the, because it looks like he goes into the village because there's Washington Square. Uh, I think Washington Square is in the village. Ooh, I don't know. I was about to say, that, uh, I, if I can look at my New York map. Uh, but anyway, so Peter, you know, he figures he's going to walk into a trap. So he ditches his Spider-Man costume and he goes as Peter Parker because he's been, uh, you know, because the, the tracer's going off in uh, a plush area of town with some townhouses. And it's like, oh, this doesn't look good. So he changes to Peter Parker, rings the doorbell. And someone, he says, hey, I need to use a phone, you know. Uh, they say, sure, come on in. And then he gets the shit kicked out of him. 
Uh, and then the very, pretty much yeah. just like that. And, yeah. and then the very last page is him coming to sitting in a chair. There's the grizzly, and then there's the jackal. The first mm. time I ever set eyes on the jackal. You know, haha! This is magnificent grizzly, utterly superb. We've managed to lure Peter Parker here, and where Peter Parker is, Spider-Man can't be far behind. So <laughs> to be continued. Nice. In issue number one forty. Mm-hmm. Which is a conclusion. The jackal, you know, puts a uh, uh, kind of a harness on Peter's arm because it's got a homing device, and the jackal is going to follow Peter everywhere because that's going to lead him to Spider-Man, and he'll figure out Spider-Man's real identity. Blah blah blah. But Peter gets rid of it. And blah blah blah. So anyway, but Spider-Man <laughs> defeats the Grizzly. The jackal disappears, and we have to wait about another seven or eight months to find out who the jackal is. So. And and if you're lucky, you can find it on the spinner racker at the bookstore. <laughs> but uh, uh, I'm sorry, I was about to say the the letters. Page is oh we got a, okay well no I just just you know just the funny bit about the letters page in issue number one thirty nine um, there's a, a, a guy writing about you know because there's some compli- complaints about Harry being the goblin the fans are writing and some of them aren't were aren't happy with Harry being the goblin and this guy writes and says I stood up and applauded when Norman Osborn finally met his demise and now I've got to suffer through an instant replay of the whole routine please get rid of the goblin forever along with his knowledge of Petey's secret and the response is okay Chad we'll promise you this much when Spidey does ma- finally manage to finish off this goblin however it's accomplished if it's ever accomplished we promise there won't be a third one. Yeah, little did they. Lying through their teeth. <laughs> and then an issue, and then I think issue number 140's letter page is actually people, let's see, I want to double check this to be sure. Yes, because apparently the question was put out, do you think Peter should graduate from college? And people are writing, eh, Peter should age. Let Spider-Man age. You know, let Peter yeah. Parker graduate. So, you know, even back then, folks, even back then, before before comics were taken over by, you know, fanboys still living in their parents' basements, you know. Well, <laughs> actually, they were living in their parents' basements, but then they weren't old enough to actually get jobs to get out of their parents' basements. They were <laughs> calling for Spider-Man to age. Yes. So, you yeah. know, so, you know, stick that up your ass and spin smart. <laughs> also came out this month was uh, Marvel Team-Up number 28, and, and Howard Mackey, and Dan Slott aren't the only writers that write Spider-Man twice a month. Jerry Conway is also writing this issue. And it's a team-up of uh, Spider-Man and Hercules. Uh, like I said, team-up 28. Uh, it's got Spider-Man swooping in to save a kid that's crying uh, with a big wall about to fall on the kid. And Spider-Man has a word balloon that says, Hold that wall up, man, God. Whatever you do, don't let it fall. And Hercules is holding the wall up. And there's a little uh, balloon to the left that says, Spider powers plus sheer brute force against the city stealers. And if they can't steal a city, they'll destroy it. Oh, Take me the there, JR. City stealers. This is an in. This is this is yeah. an infamous, infamously <laughs> bad issue of Marvel Team Up. No doubt. But unfortunately, when you say infamously bad issue of Marvel Team Up, there's a certain redundancy to that, mm-hmm. because as I read this, expecting to see to see new levels of sheer awfulness. Right, you know, its sheer awfulness is no more awful than Stalker from the Stars or some of the other yeah. things. Well, it, you're out, you're out a quarter. Yeah, twenty five cent cover price. Yeah. I also meant to I failed to mention Jim Mooney on pencils with Jerry Conway. 
So. Anyway, so anyway, the city stealers. Let's say this is this is just an infamous issue. I think Conway himself has disowned it. Uh, but it starts with <laughs> Spider-Man swinging through the city, and he hasn't found an apartment. Okay, because uh, you know, like I said, we we said earlier, you know, Harry blew up the old one. He finally found one in Amazing One Thirty Nine, but this apparently takes place before Amazing One Thirty Nine, and he's still he's looking for an apartment. And anyway, also on the page, Hercules is walking around. Mm-hmm. You know, and of course, Hercules, you know, being a deep, deep thinking God, you know, is saying, verily, tis a most bizarre planet, this earth, where else, where else may one man whine and dine like a king, while another man starves and drowns his sorrows in a font of liquor. And I'm thinking, oh, Lord. here we go, everybody. Welcome to the episode <laughs> of Jerry Conway, Social Justice Warrior. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah, you know it's a Jerry Conway Marvel t- uh, Marvel team up when you get uh, you get the preachy shit. I tell you. Anyway, so <laughs> anyway, so Hercules is still you know Spider Man's looking for an apartment. Hercules is pondering his thoughts and he's going, yeah. why do they punish each other so much? These mortals, their lives are so short. You know, must they waste what little time they have by warring with each other? By my soul, tis a mis- mystery most profound. You know, and I'm sitting there thinking, Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. Okay, Greek mythology, Roman mythology, Hercules. What the, some of the things Hercules did? Oh, yes! Hercules, didn't Hera put a spell on you and you killed your wife and children? Uh, yep. Weren't you like the Ill- illegitimate son of Zeus? You know, and the Greek, <laughs> the Greek, the Greek gods, they were never fighting with each other, were they? They were never a bunch of petty little bastards. Bastards screwing and fighting and doing all kinds of yeah. mean, evil shit, were they? No, they were as pure as the driven snow. A bunch of role models those Greek gods were, you know. So, so you're saying Hercules is out of character? Well, I'm saying her, I'm saying either Jerry Conway does not know his Greek mythology, or, Her, or Hercules is just a damn hypocrite. You know, just a damn hypocrite. You know, it's like you know, Hercules. Tis a what's the, the mystery most profound is that you have the balls to criticize humanity. So, <laughs> Jr. takes on Greek gods in this episode of Spider Man. Spider Man. Well, it's just it's stupid when That's you think so about funny. it. I mean, come on. I mean, it's you know Hercules. I mean, because I'm assuming he's the Hercules. You know? Yeah. I mean, you know, and it's like you know, this is the same guy that killed his wife and kids. Okay, you know, uh, yeah. it was an accident, but yeah, he still did it anyway. So anyway, then all of a sudden, you know, an earthquake rocks New York. You know, and and Spider-Man says, but that's flat out impossible. You can't have an earthquake in Manhattan. The city's built on solid bedrock. Wah, wah. I don't know about that, Spidey. Let's see here. Um, I don't know. A scene in maps of earthquake activity in the region. Seism- there is some, see, what is it called? Seismicity is scattered throughout most of the New York metropolitan area, with some hint of a concentration of earthquakes in the area surrounding Manhattan Island. The largest known earthquake in this region occurred in 1884 with a magnitude of approximately five. Hmm. Although, so you can have earthquakes, huh? Yeah, yeah. But the, the difference, the, the thing with New York the, is that, and in fact, an earthquake can happen in New York and be felt over a wider area than a similar earthquake in California. Uh, but the But in New York, 
I guess there's kind of, they still don't quite understand the whole geology there because there's not like one great fault line, you know, like the San Andreas fault or whatever. Uh, so they really can't, I, apparently they really can't identify where, you know, some of this, but it seems like it's a, con, a confluence of faults. But anyway, new, yes, New York City has had earthquakes, boys and girls. So I guess if you're expecting... That's two strikes against uh, you know, <laughs> Jerry Conway, social justice warrior, fails to research his Greek mythology, fails to research his geology. Uh, <laughs> this is 74. He didn't have the internet. I know, like you know, and that was kind of what I was, yeah, yeah you know, I might, as, I might as well go ahead and say it, you know, it's like 40 years ago, you know, he's what, 21, 20, 21 yeah. years old. Give that kid a break. You know, yeah. he doesn't have, he can't just pull it up on the internet, you know. <laughs> uh, so He's got a deadline and he doesn't have a library card. Exactly, maybe. and he's got 18 pages to tell a story. Exactly. <laughs> so, so anyway, be that as it may, but anyway, so Spider-Man, you know, anyway, so anyway, this girl, because of the earthquake shaking the Empire State Building, this girl falls out a window, Spider-Man saves her, Spider-Man has a flashback to Gwen Stacy, you know, and then he snaps out of it, the girl asks, do you think it'll start again, Spider-Man says, frankly, my dear, I don't know, but you can bet your bottom Reznikov I'm going to find out. I don't have a clue what, what the hell. Yeah, I was going to ask. What does that mean? I have no idea. I Google Reznikov. Reznikov. <laughs> it's spelled R-E-S-N-I-C-O-F-F. Okay. Nothing. Is he talking about Arnold E. Reznikov, who is who is an American conservative rabbi who served as a military officer and military chaplain? Is he talking? <laughs> is he talking about uh, Stephen Reznikov, professor of law, co-director of Center for, the Center for Jewish Law and Judaic Studies at DePaul University, or is he talking about Joel Hirsch Reznikov, <laughs> who is an American <laughs> artist and fashion illustrator who incorporated expressionist uh. art into commercial fashion illustrations? You know what, though, I actually believe he may actually be talking about this. Joel Reznikov, because there is a Joel Reznikov apparently lived in the, there was lived in the East Village, and I think Conway lived in the village during this time. He might have actually known go. this person. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you bet your bottom Reznikov. I'm going to find out. I have no idea what that means, and no. I could not even the internet could provide me with the answer. So anyway, so anyway, Peter Parker goes to uh, ESU where he is uh, pursuing his bachelor's degree in physics. Okay, and, you know, all right, boys and girls, what is Peter Parker majoring in in college? You know, we don't know for sure because everybody's got an opinion. So, anyway, he finds, you know, turns out he's a geology expert as well. So, you know, he knows everything. So, you know, so the prof- this professor shows him where there's, like, two major uh, faults, you know, on each side of Manhattan Island. And so, anyway, he and Hercules wind up going to separate parts of the island because they haven't met yet. You know, they haven't met. They go to the, they, right. they they each just coincidentally happen to go to each of these separate faults, and they each confront a giant robot with a device that's shooting some kind of rays into the ground, and it's it says rumble, and the rumble is like you know, kind of kind of uh, you know, squirrely looking, you know, to indicate that it's rumbling so anyway they both they both wind up losing to the giant robots and getting captured by the giant robots um but you know her uh, and uh then one of the giant robots decides to monologue okay spider-man says well what, what are you got true what are you guys trying to do anyway well the giant robot says well you know just so happens not, <laughs> there's no point to, there's no point hiding it from you uh <laughs> we are stealing manhattan island 
Oh man! In a moment, our, in a matter of moments, our earth digging machines will finish their task. From the, in the interior foundation of Manhattan Island, will be severed. So apparently, Manhattan Island is just really basically sitting on like maybe six feet of dirt or something out there. You know, <laughs> uh, even as we speak, a special nuclear submarine is waiting with attached chains. Mm. So, <laughs> just so happens to haul this island out of New York Bay. See, it's a special nuclear sub. That's why right. that. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you can hook up chains like a tow truck, like like Stanley in the Thor movie. He's going to pull this thing like a you know. It's like <laughs> the submarine is like a tow truck. He's going to hook and ho- they're, they're going to tow, tow Manhattan Island. The, the beeping sound beep beep beep. <laughs> going to tow back this thing up. So yeah. Manhattan's going to be towed out to New York Bay, where it will remain. Until we have received a ransom of two, and I can just see Mr. Evil going, two billion dollars uh, <laughs> from the government. <laughs> did they really ask for two billion? Two or did billion, they give, no, it's two, two, that's a two, lot of money back in the 70s. Well, in 1974, yeah. that was a lot of money. You know, because, you know, as Dr. Evil found when he went to like the, the 90s or whatever and he asked for one million dollars, you know, he found out that wasn't much of a ransom. So yeah. uh, anyway, two billion dollars. And if they don't pay, the island will be sunk and its entire population will be destroyed. Well, you know, it's it's like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. It's like, wait a minute. You've pulled it off its foundation anyway. So what's right. keeping it in the water? How is it still buoyant? I mean, I think a plot device is keeping I, it afloat. <laughs> I mean, I doubt this thing has been constructed like a ship, you know. Where it's, <laughs> it's not like a rubber duck. Yeah, it's not going to float, yeah, dude. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, does shit float? I don't know, but Manhattan Island does. Anyway, I don't know. This story is still floating for nearly 40 years. So Spider-Man, you know, anyway. By the way, did, not, did Ultron and Age of Ultron not have this plot? Like the city is gonna uh, be destroyed. I mean, Ultron wasn't trying to steal it. No, no. Oh, you mean in the this, this last uh, Avengers? In the movie, movie, yeah. Well, I know. He actually, he just basically what he did was he just cut out a big hunk of Earth and he was going to make it a meteor. He was just you know jacking it up, yeah, and then yeah. he was going to send it flying back into the Earth. And... So, so maybe Ultron read Marvel team up number. <laughs> So anyway, you sp- hooking, huh? by the way, can you imagine hooking some chains up to the Hulk? Yeah, and 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 uh, pulling. I was going to say, who's anyway. strong? Who would? Who's stronger, Hulk or Hercules? Anyway, I go Hulk. Anyway, Hercules <laughs> breaks out of his chains but gets zapped by the giant robot. Spider-Man breaks out of his chains because he's so fast. You know, he escapes the beams and he knocks out one robot, and then Hercules wakes up and takes care of the other one. And it turns out these robots are actually run by there's like these squirrely little guy, old guys in them. You know, and they're referencing to that they will be angry don't let them get me and apparently there's a whole new mystery which you're not going to find so you're not going to ever see what the end is because apparently it happens in thor but anyway so anyway so new york i mean manhattan island is just out there how the hell are they going to get it back you know well okay there are those who witness this scene who will remember it all their lives, and those who aren't witnessing it will never believe those who are. Okay? (laughs) Once a long time ago, this Olympian god performed 12 labors, each more difficult than the last. Okay, so he's saying that this is the same Hercules of Greek mythology. The Hercules that killed his wife and kids. Anyway, but who seems willing to pass judgment on humanity's warring spirit. Anyway, yet no mythical labor, save perhaps the time he supported the world itself on his shoulders. Wasn't that Atlas? 
Didn't Atlas put the world on his shoulders? So? Yeah, I, yeah, I, I think I remember. Yeah, I didn't remember it being Hercules. Anyway, can surpass this labor for sheer physical glory as the noble son of Zeus literally drags Manhattan Island back to its spot in New York Bay by hand. And it's a splash page of Hercules with a big mm. chain wrapped around him pulling Infamous. Manhattan Island back into wow. the bay or wherever where it belongs. Anyway, so... Sp- Spider-Man and Hercules say, well, you know, that was a hell of a team-up, but, uh, you know, Hercules says, Spider-Man, you're not going to figure know how this ends because uh, we're gonna ha- you're going to have to see the current issues of Thor. Uh, and, and then the, uh, the mayor of New York shows up and says, wait a minute, what, you know? Uh, you you know someone's got to pay for this, and the Spider Man says, "Pay for what? We put Manhattan back where it belongs." And then the mayor says, "But yes, don't you realize when you pulled our shining city from its foundations, what you did to our sterling bridges and our meticulous tunnels?" And it's like, eh, I don't know. I have a feeling with your meticulous, I have a feeling your tunnels weren't very meticulous. But anyway, um, what's interesting though <laughs> is I don't know if this is uh, somebody disclaiming the story or not, but it says, "Special note from ye editor." So that's exactly the way that Mary Jerry told it to us, friend. And <laughs> and quite frankly, we're not sure if we... <laughs> I'm looking at the panel right now. It's funny. Why the damage to the Triborough Bridge and why the damage to the Triborough Bridge and Lincoln Tunnel alone would have... Eh, well, anyway, next issue, don't miss the coming of infinis, infantil, whatever, of infertility. Co-starring, <laughs> co-starring the Human Torch and Iron Man. Yeah. So anyway, so it almost sounds like... The editor read it and like, screw it, we got to print something out. Yeah. Gotta put the- I apologize. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we apologize for this incredibly <laughs> stupid story. It'd be great if editors did that these days. You know, I apologize. You paid four bucks for this, but... <laughs> but, uh, you know, but, you know, it's, it's like I said, th- this is infamous, Just, but... When you go through it, it's like when you think about it, is it any worse than a lot of – I mean, I was reading this, and I was thinking, you know, yeah, it's bad. But, I mean, it's not as bad as, like, you know, those team-ups we, when we talked about the man-killer, you know, because <laughs> you know because of all the stupid dialogue that the man-killer would spout about men and, you know – it's you know just typical '70s stuff, and you know there's there's almost nothing in here like this. I mean, other than that one uh, one comment. So you know, it's not as stupid as that. It's not as stupid as Stalker from the Stars with the <laughs> the transmultigizer and the guy who alien who goes back to Earth twenty years and becomes a law officer, and you know, and and meets the 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 guy who looks like the bastard half brother of the Savage Dragon, and it, it, it's it's you know, and and you know, I mean, yeah, you. Want to say, oh, that's that's you know that's not realistic, you know, pulling New York from its uh, out of the, in d- dropping it, in, you know, or pulling Manhattan Manhattan Island out and you know placing it in New York Bay and Hercules dragging it back. Well, how stupid is how how how's that any more stupid than Doctor Strange casting the spell and everybody in the world forgets that Peter oh. Parker is Spider Man and it's purged from the internet and it's purged from the book, it's purged <laughs> from TV. I mean, you know, it's it's you know it's night it's 1974. You know, it's Marvel team up. Fifteen cents or whatever. 20. It's twenty-five yeah. cents. You know, it, yeah. It, it's it's yeah, it's infamous, but really, it's it, no, it's no worse than some other things. I uh, over at thirteenthdimension dot com, they they have a list of Spider-Man's thirteen wackiest team-ups, and this is number what number is this? On their list, this is number t- nine, so it's not that crazy. But they they link to an issue that I didn't know that they followed up to this story a little bit. 
Uh, in Thor number 356 uh, from 1985 with the script by Bob Harris. Uh, oh, Hercules, I'm a winner then. <laughs> th- uh, Hercules is talking to some kids and uh, I guess Jarvis. And they've got a picture of the island up up, up uh, high. Uh, it's like a wide shot. I don't think we re- – yeah, well, I guess we did get kind of a wide shot. But uh, Hercules is quoted as saying, ah, poor Thor. He has such little imagination. You know, I still laugh when I remember the look on his face when I ripped Manhattan Island from its very bed and dumped him into the East River. It was a deed only the mightiest of the mighty could perform, a deed of which the poets will long sing, until Olympus is a distant memory and Asgard is no home. Asgard is no home. Impressive story, was it not, kids? I don't think you could do that. It's not impossible, is what one kid said. And Jarvis goes, the ending leaves one a bit incredulous, sir. <laughs> yeah, even I don't believe that. And Hercules says to Jarvis, I see that this is the age of cynicism, Jarvis. Well, perhaps I did exaggerate just a little bit. Well, sir, you have been known to stretch the truth at times, if I may be so bold. So even Her- <laughs> maybe Hercules is uh, telling the story a little bit bigger than it was. Uh-huh. Yeah. So. That's funny. I don't. I don't remember that scene, Thor. But that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. I'd... We have one more issue, and I defy any other podcast to review Spider-Man or Spidey Super Stories. Uh, also, in December 1974, the third issue of the Electric Company and Marvel co-production came out. Uh, editor Roy Thomas, plot Thaddeus Mumford. Is that a real name? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Written by Gene Thomas, pencils by Winslow Mortimer, and inker Mike Esposito. Well, I know that I can't make fun of Winslow Mortimer because somebody chewed my ass out for that. <laughs> uh, let's describe the cover. Spider-Man is at the Circus of Crime, and uh, Morgan Freeman is on the cover. Morgan Freeman is on the cover. Yeah. Yelling, Spider-Man did it. He stopped the human cannonball. Yeah. And it, it's uh, a day at the circus. Of crime, and at the bottom, Morgan Freeman is again on the cover, saying, "Easy Reader says this comic book is easy to read." Issue number three of Spidey Super Stories, number three. Yeah, Take yeah, that. and you know, I never cover Spidey Super Stories, but I like that you do. When I told, well, <laughs> we did number, we did issue number one because it was issue number one, and Spidey Super Stories is infamous. But you know, I was as I was, you know, telling Brad the month I was choosing, you know, and I said, "Well, I'm going to do the City Steelers, and I'm going to do Amazing 139," and then. Brad pathetically writes, not Spidey Super Stories. <laughs> so it's I like, had a subscription to Spidey Super so Stories. So it's like, ah, oh, shit. So I go to my long boxes and I pull out Spidey go. Super Stories. Numbers. You get a complete run of that? No, 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 no. I, I quit. I quit at it like issue 24 or something because the, at the like I've told the story before, which is like my wife's great aunt Verbena retelling stories over. over <laughs> um, because comics were going to like 35 cents and I had uh, or 30 cents or whatever. And I was getting, you know, amazing and spectacular. And and I had as the prices of them were going up, I had to cut something. So I cut Spidey Super Stories, stop collecting it at number 24. But uh, anyway, Spidey Super Stories number three. And, and, you know, one of the things that was unique about Spidey Super Stories was that there were no ads. Um, so, you know, like maybe that's why the cover price is higher. That, that very well could have been yeah. more than likely. Um, yeah. So but anyway, so like, for example, in the inside cover, uh, 
you know, is like the secrets of Spider-Man's camera, where Spider-Man demonstrates that he, you know, how he always gets in these pictures. You know, he glues his web camera with webbing and jumps in and takes pictures and is like, oh, look, boys and girls, here's a finished photo of me in action. Anyway, the, the, the first story, of course, is the big top bust. And, you know, right. he's not talking about Morgana the Kissing Bandit or Dolly Parton. Uh, you know, he's talking about some other big top bust. But anyway, part one, for once, everything is going well for Peter Parker. And then Peter puts his, hi, Aunt May, I just sold some news photos to J. Jonah Jameson. Let me take you out on the town. And then May says, you must save your money. You must save your money for school. You're going to be a great scientist someday. Anyway, so, you know. But Again, these are written for really little yeah, kids. Yeah, yeah. No, Spidey Super Stories. Yeah, I mean, no. And Spidey Super Stories was a... Uh, I ate this up when I was a kinda, kid. It was like a co-production between Marvel and the Electric Company. And we talked about, yeah. you know, I mean, you know, kids go into the podcast podcast back issue bin uh, where we talk about the the origins of this. Uh, but, you know, the Electric Company was another t- uh, a show put on by the um, Children's Isn't Television old? Workshop. Older Sesame Street. Yeah, basically, kids were supposed to graduate for, to, the, to the electric company from Sesame Street. Sesame Street, they learned the first 20, you know, they learned, like, their, their alphabet. And then the electric company, they started to learn to put the letters together into words. Uh, so, anyway. So, so yeah, it's very simple. But, anyway, so, you know, so Aunt May says, oh, I know what we can do. We can go see the circus. Um, anyway, so we meet uh, the, the ringmaster, of course, and he says this is going to be more, our most daring crime, end of part one. And then we have an interlude where one of the characters from the electric company, J. Arthur Crank, decides that he's going to be a superhero. Uh, yeah, Morgan Freeman appears in this one as well. Morgan Freeman, of course, was easy reader. You know, one of those, yep. one of those you know, early jobs that an actor takes, you know, when he, wants, when he needs to pay the bills. Uh, you know, before before the you know before any awards or before any critical praise or whatever, you know, hey, you gotta pay the bills. I got rent. You got <laughs> rent. I got you know I got people to feed. You know, it's like mm-hmm. you gotta pay the bills, and uh, it's kind of like uh, the actor. What was this? Hector Alonso said once when someone was starting to apologize for a film he made, and Hector said, "Hey, <laughs> don't ever apologize for feeding your family." Uh, but anyway, so anyway, Act, Act Two begins. You know the ring. You know everybody's going into the tent. Um, Aunt May's feeling a little. She feels some chest pains, and oh, you know. Well, Peter figures, oh, well, you know. She, let me get you something cool to drink. Well, when Peter leaves the, the tent is when the ringmaster hypnotizes everybody, uh, and they're going to go out and you know Princess Python and and the clowns and all that, and they're going to go steal everybody's money. Well, Peter sees this going on. He changes to Spider-Man, and of course he defeats the Circus of Crime, and he. He it, basically it's a very very simplified daredevil-less version of Amazing Number One, Amazing Number Seventeen, uh, where <laughs> Spider-Man you know puts on the Ringmaster's hat, you know tells tells everybody they had a great time at the show, and um, at the end Aunt May says, "You missed the whole show and you didn't take one picture." And Peter says, "It really doesn't matter, Aunt May. My camera was out of film anyway." Wah, wah. <laughs> so anyway, that was the first story you got. Hey, you get three stories in these Spidey Super. Wow, that's what you get for that extra dime. That's what you get for that extra dime. And the second one (laughs) is Spidey meets the evil Dr. Fly. Now... It's I don't remember Doctor Fly. Doctor Fly. Now, in, and 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 you can find all these, I think, on YouTube now these days. But uh, this was this fo- this boys and girls was my first live action Spider Man adventure that I ever saw. 
Oh, the Dr. Fly Dr. one? Dr. Yeah. Fly, the evil Dr. Fly. Because the, the middle story here in Spidey Super Stories was because the electric company had, and I don't know how many they made. I don't know if they made a couple of dozen or whatever. Uh, Spider-Man vignettes where Spider-Man fa- you know, <laughs> faced totally stupid villains uh, who were supposed to kill and- and Spider-Man was mute. And Spider-Man <laughs> didn't talk. Spider-Man, he, no. he, word balloons showed up, and you were supposed to read the word balloons. But anyway, right. I just, this was the first one that I ever saw. And they were trying to teach you the FL put together. So when Dr. Fly, Dr. <laughs> so Dr. Fly was. Not the F-U, yeah, the FL. FL. So Dr. Fly, you know, was, was putting bugs and stuff in his, this, this, cauldron and so he would hold up a bag and said and i've got fleas and of course fl was very prominent <laughs> fleas me you know and flies you know and it you know and of course um I, God, what the hell was dr fly up to anyway i guess he put it in his hot dogs or whatever and he, oh yes he was going <laughs> He opens he up a hot dog hot stand dog. and he sells hot dogs filled with his insect potion, and everybody will be buzzing like flies. But of course, you know Spider Man <laughs> saves the day, and uh, but you know he gets cited for not you know he doesn't have a uh, permit to push the, because you know Doctor Fly gets arrested, and so Spider Man's got the uh, the hot dog cart and he's but starting the hel- to push the, the hot dog. The health department gets after Doctor Fly, Craig and Spider Man. Huh? The health department gets after the no, Dr. The health fly department gets, well, no, the police get after Spider-Man for, for the cart. Spider-Man takes care of the fly, and as the police come to get the fly, and Spider-Man's pushing the hot dog cart, the uh, police officer <laughs> says, does he have a permit? No, I'm a superhero, not a salesman. Sorry, Spider-Man, you must have a permit to push that cart. And so he gives him a citation. That's funny. The next story is, now, here we go. We dare you to join Spidey and Kelly. Kelly was a girl on the electric company as they meet Mysterio, master of mask and mystery. There so you Spider-Man, go. you know, you, anyway, so uh, the electric company kids are playing ball near some haunted house. Everybody thinks it's a haunted house. Uh, Spider-Man, uh, Kelly's cat goes in there and she's got to get the cat out. Spider-Man swinging around town and spider senses is warning him that something's wrong. And says, Oh, Hey, it's Kelly of the short circus because that's what this group of, miscreants of the electric company was called the short circus, you know, instead of short circuit, because it's the electric company. See what they did. See what they did. Anyway, Kelly's cat is trapped in the scary old house. Uh, you know, they, uh, Kelly thinks there's ghosts. Spider-Man says there's no such thing as ghosts. Well, it turns out that it's just Mysterio. And Mysterio's devious plan is, I was trying to make the greatest haunted house movie of all time, and this machine makes the scariest magical effects ever seen on screen. And Spider-Man lays down the law, shakes, wags his finger and says, okay, now you've tested your nutty machine, so stop scaring the neighborhood. See, Kelly, I told you, there are no such thing as ghosts. And then as Kelly, Spider-Man, and Mysterio leave the haunted house, all sorts of friends of Casper the the friendly ghost are looking out the windows at them. <laughs> the end. <laughs> and yes, boys and girls, that was issue number three of Spidey Super Stories. Aren't uh, you glad you missed it? <laughs> uh, but to a kid, that was great no, stuff. You can. It was what it was. It was, and, and Spider-Man talked in these comics, which I always thought was weird, you know, if he's not talking on the electric company. 
But they were uh, supposed to learn how to read. They were Spider Man was helping them learn to read, you know, and 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 you know they were supposed to read. You know, when Doctor Fly showed his bag, you know, they were supposed you were supposed to say with him, "Please and flies." Exactly. And you know, you know, with the opening of the uh, the Electric Company little live action skits, I always wanted that comic book that they opened. You know, it was a mock comic oh, yeah. book that they made for that. And I was like, oh, da, 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 da. and you hear, I even hear the sound, the sound of the song mm-hmm. in my head when this comes up. I yeah, love it. Spider Man, where are you coming from, Spider? Where are you coming and from? Nobody Spider-Man. knows who you are. One, one of the yeah, panels exactly. actually was taken from Amazing Spider Man ninety because you always see Spider when you see these, you see the panel and Spider Man's yelling Captain Stacy. Uh, yeah. So you know that one of those. But yeah, it was a mock up. So. What uh, good month or bad month? <laughs> oh, it was a fairly significant. Oh, it was a significant month. Yeah. I mean, you know, issue one thirty nine. We had an appearance by the Jackal. Spider Man got his his Chelsea apartment. We meet Mrs. Muggins for the first time. Uh, you know, so yeah, it's it's definitely a uh, you know it's a uh, it's you know oh uh, this, okay issue number one forty. I I forgot to mention issue number one forty is when yeah. we meet Gloria Grant for the first time. Oh, yeah. We're getting into significant yeah, spider so, people. So you know, yeah, it was. Yeah, you know, it's it's again. This is the the Conway era, and when you yeah. go back and read these, a lot of these issues, there was some kind of uh, relevant, uh, you know, uh, turning either a turning point or a first time or yeah. something or other. I mean, it was Conway's era, uh, social justice uh, warrior scripting aside. It's you know. Uh, <laughs> was was probably one of the most significant ones next to Stanza's, Stanza self. There you go. All right, this is our last of 2015. Guess what, JR? Yeah. 2016 oh, is the 10th anniversary of the podcast. Ah, we've been doing this for 10 years? Two, 2006 we oh started this. God, no. It's like I'm now all of a sudden for some reason that William Shatner skit on Saturday Night Live comes to mind <laughs> where he tells all the trekkies at the life, convention yeah. to get a life, will you people? Wow. That means, that means I've been doing this since I was 42. I was only 42 when I started doing this podcast. Oh, I, I, was, I, I was 30. <laughs> oh, man. You know, man. Oh, back right. then. Did we have the internet back then? Or did, you know, how, how did we how did we communicate? Uh, smoke signals and, and uh, dial-up. Oh. <laughs> you know, Kevin right, Cushing wasn't going by Kevin Cushing. He was going by... Purpose. No, he was Morbius, and we had Spidey Dude on the yeah. show. Yeah, yeah, before we found out that he was Zack. Exactly. <laughs> we found his before identity. Before we found out he had a 12-inch Starlight. But wait a minute, we better save these reminiscences for... for we should for, for our 10th anniversary. anniversary.